Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And just a quick hit uh, to put on your schedule for tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have one of those crucial conversations. Uh, we're going to talk about race. We're going to talk about how we have different kinds of conversations and really understanding that when we know better, we do better. And when we come to see each other differently, we act differently, we come together differently. And we're going to have a special afternoon for some real serious conversations uh, with a host of amazing guests and see if we can't elevate the conversation in light of some of the challenges uh, that we've had in a, in a host of areas as it relates uh, to race conversations, to religious persecution, uh, and a host of other things where we just simply have to do better and be better. And so make sure you join us tomorrow for the uh, 1 o'clock hour. Uh, we will have a uh, special coverage there and uh, real special insight coming from a, a host of, of great guests along the way. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're going to go to a uh, beginning where most stories begin, once upon a time. <laughs> uh, and once upon a time always sta- starts so promising and so positive. And there are others that we hear, uh, especially during election season, and that is, when elected, I promise to... And fill in the blank. And even though those promises uh, often come up a little short uh, or are never even attempted, Democrats and Republicans have this habit of working together. We love when they work together, but sadly they work together on a lot of half-baked pieces of legislation. And what that has left us with is $30 trillion in debt which I will tell you does not lead to a happily ever after for us, our children, or our children's children. And so how do we get past this magical thinking that has gotten us into $30 trillion in debt? And so I want to dive in a little bit. A piece that caught our eye today at Inside Sources in Forbes magazine by Andrew Tisch. Uh, Tisch is a business executive. He's also one of the founders of the No Labels Coalition. And he actually took on this whole idea of how did we get to this magical thinking of of believing that things don't cost anything? Uh, he, he talked about the wizarding, wizarding world of Washington where you can say with a straight face that a, a multi-trillion dollar federal spending deal costs nothing. Or how you could claim tax cut pay for themselves. Or how you can even say the government doesn't need tax dollars because they can just create their own money. That's all magical thinking. And we are paying a big, big price for all of that. Uh, Inflation, we know, is at a 42-year high. And a lot of that is because of government spending. 
And so there's become this magical thinking of, oh, we can just do it this way. And there's actually some in- interesting history around this. And it's actually a pretty obscure uh, 50-year-old law that uh, actually enables all of this to perpetuate. And that's the thing we got to get past. It goes all the way back to President Nixon. Uh, President Nixon and Congress passed the Congressional Budget and Impoundment Control Act of 1974. And the reason they did that was to establish procedures, processes, and transparency when they were dealing with federal budget issues. And you often hear when we're talking about spending packages in Washington, you hear CBO, Congressional Budget Office, and the Congressional Budget Office is there to do the math and to be a little bit of a truth teller in terms of what is it going to cost. A member of Congress might say, oh, we can do this for $5 million. And the CBO may come back and say, well, actually, that's going to cost about $20 million. Uh, or we're going to pay for this by charging this particular fee. And the Congressional Budget Office will come back and either say, yes, that will raise that kind of revenue, or they'll say, nope, there's no way you're going to get close to that number. So you can't say that this is paid for. The tricky part of all of this is there are ways to kind of game the system. The CBO is supposed to give a score based on kind of a 10-year window of what things will cost over a period of 10 years. And this is where the sneaky factor comes in. The little sleight of hand from Democrats and Republicans where they use this 10-year window in ways that are less than genuine. And what I mean by that is someone may say, well, this, you know, this particular new program we're launching that's going to cost a billion dollars, oh, it's only going to last two years and not 10 years. And so then the score becomes different because it doesn't go throughout the life of that 10-year window. Or some other things they do is they actually put the full implementation of that particular component past the 10-year window. So it actually looks like it's saving money up until the point you get to that 10-year window closes and then all the big expenses come roaring in. And so this is what both Democrats and Republicans have done to pretend with magical thinking that the things they're proposing are paid for. And it is a budgetary sleight of hand. And it's how Congress does this over and over and over again. And we believe it as citizens. We say, oh, wow, that's amazing. We can do all that infrastructure and it won't cost us a penny. Fantastic. Uh, There's nothing in the world that works that way. It is fantasy land. It is magical thinking. And as I have said, presidents on both sides of the political aisle have used that sleight of hand, that little trickery of the CBO score to convince us that it's really not going to cost us anything. We know President George W. Bush used the CBO score as part of the process to pass his 2001 tax bill uh, and create Medicare Advantage in 2003. President Obama uh, did it in a major way with the Affordable Care Act in 2010. President Trump did it to pass his tax bill in 2017. And we can go back and forth and we can be equal opportunity offenders uh, on all of that because they use the system. So now here we are in this magical thinking land uh, that, again, does not produce anything that's $30 trillion, uh, does not lead to a happily ever after. And it's been interesting that now that we've hit this $30 trillion mark, uh, some leaders are saying, yeah, maybe we better just rethink a little bit. 
Uh, one of those, of course, is Joe Manchin. He has been the uh, chief in crying out the emperor has no clothes when it comes to magical thinking. Uh, he called some of the gimmicks uh, in the Build Back Better bill that they were shell games and budget gimmicks and said he wouldn't be a part of that and continued to express concern that that kind of magical thinking is what was creating such inflation that was impacting the American people. So as you look at where we are, uh, we have to figure out a, a better way. And I think part of that better way is to make sure that the Congressional Budget Office uh, doesn't buy into the gimmicks, that the CBO score should assume that any new policy or new program in a bill, that they're permanent, not just a temporary thing or not just ramping it up slowly over the first 10 years, because that's the only way we're ever going to understand the full impact of what something is going to cost. Uh, Remembering that the closest thing to eternal in this world is a new government program begun. They are rarely ended. They are rarely terminated. And the costs just continue to ratchet up. And so I think there is a, a great need and a great call uh, for what we've been talking about, Andrew Tish, again, the business executive, one of the founders of No Labels. It's a great piece in Forbes magazine. I encourage you to give that a look because it will help us get past this when elected, I promise, fantasy land and magical thinking that led us to $30 trillion in debt and no happily ever after. we got to flip the script and get to some reality and dollars and cents. Stay with us. More to come on Inside Sources. Breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America, but the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.